close enough. <gasps> oh. Oh. Premature again. Thank you. <laughs> Under the sink. Okay. Right? On the left. On the right. On the left of the right side of the room. <laughs> On the right of the left of the left of the right. What the left of the right side mean? Just the left side of the room. You figured it out. Look at that. Perfect. This is Toasted Lavender, and we just opened a... Modern times, it's called Looking Backward. All right. And it is a barrel aged blonde sour ale, and it is all over the table. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of had a. Made a nice noise. Yeah, it did. I, I hope we got that. It was um, like champagne. That looks. It really looks like a <laughs> champagne bottle. It kind of does. Was it a cork or was it no, just? No, it was a, just a cap. cap. Yeah, that, we, we, we should have we should have drank that a long time ago. Yeah, it's barrel aged. You can let it sit a little longer. Right? I think we Is bought it? it when we did our. Um, oh, maybe it was twenty twenty when we did San Diego. Mm. Yep, that's not it that long ago. Uh-huh. It's fine. Why don't you try it? Okay. While you're pouring, though, let's go to the next beer. And then we'll each have time to, to taste and then talk. So I have Mario Tart, which is a kettle sour with coconut and pineapple. It is brewed by 8-Bit Brewing. 8-Bit. I've never heard of them. Where are they from? They have a really cute logo. Like, It's like a little 8-Bit um, beer stein with eyeballs that looks like a ghost on oh, Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah. Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah. But I can't see where they're from. Oh, no. I have to close that. (laughs) Our dogs are not from anywhere. Alerting us. They're not from anywhere? (laughs) There's no indication? Let me use the internet. All right. While you're doing that. I'm going to say that the Modern Times uh, is fine. It is a... (laughs) Barrel-aged blonde sour ale. Grapey or not really? I guess. It's just very tart. Is it tart? tart? Yeah, it's tart. Okay. So 8-Bit Brewing is located in Marietta, California. Oh, wow. Marietta. And this literally tastes like a pina colada. It's delicious. And the art on the can looks... Exactly like a scene from Mario Kart, hence the name Mario Tart. Look at the little banana peels and the little mushrooms. I'm gonna post a picture of this on our social. Mario Kart. I'm sorry, Alex. I don't know. Is this true? Oh no. Sorry, I don't know. I have Pizza Port Brewing Company from Carlsbad, California, and it's a. Session IPA called Ponto, which I don't know what that means. It means something to someone. Pays homage to the southernmost beach and surf spot in Carlsbad. Lighter bodied hoppy beer bursts with flavors of citrus and tropical fruit, thanks to a blend of American and New Zealand hops. Okay, let's see. I'm looking forward to trying that. It sounds promising. And what do you have, Kai? I have the Prairie Artisan Ales Peanut Butter and Jelly Squeeze. It's a sour ale with blackberry, blueberry, boysenberry, peanuts, and peanut butter. It is... Woo! Look at that color. It's like super... It's like the color of your hat. Yeah. It's like... Or your eyeballs. Yeah. Grape juice, like unfiltered looks grape like juice jam. color. It or looks jam. like yeah, jam it's really, on your PB&J. Yeah. All right. It's the color of jam. All right. Well, cheers, everybody. Cheers, queers. Um, I'm going to give a quick vote to Ponto. Four and a quarter. Yeah, four and a quarter on that. Or this? Or, or am I You're next. About? We're oh, real jumbled fire. with our beers. Oh, shit. Okay. Quick fire. Your PB&J. Um, four. 
All right, your modern times. I don't know. I don't like it very much. Okay, well, like then. three and a half. All right. Pina Colada, Lisa. 4.25. Mario. Tart. Mario Tart Colada Coastline. Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Mm. All right, we got two winners. We got a good one, and yeah. we got a, a dud. A dud. Probably a dud because it sat in the refrigerator for so long. Yeah, well. It, no, through no fault of its own. Thanks for tuning in. We had a crazy idea for our Pride Month extravaganza of podcasts. And since it's June and Pride Month, we thought about like what kind of advice do you wish uh, you could give your parents like looking back on your whole experience coming out or just being like a queer person, keeping like the queer joy narrative in your mind. Do you wish something could have gone differently? Was there something that you thought was like A plus? Do you Did see anyone anything? have an A plus coming out? First of all, we don't need no. to revisit. No, we tried to record it once. No, I don't think any of us did. I think right. we all know that that wasn't like a happy moment for any of us, and so that's why. Like, we're kind of wanting to go on this in a different turn. And even, like, to add to that, what resources do you wish would have been available yes. to you at that time? Or what do you see, like, in today's society that you wish would have been there for you as a youth? Heartstopper. Heartstopper. Yeah. Amen. I mean, amen to that. And That's recording. so true. <laughs> yep. That's it. Ten that minutes. it up. Should we re- should we introduce ourselves? I don't know. Do you think anyone knows who we are? Well, um, you know us, who we are. but just in case, I'm Lindsay and I use she, her, and hers pronouns. I'm Kai and I use he, him pronouns. I am Alex and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Lisa and I use she, her pronouns. We want to talk about how things could have been better. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, right. Coulda. And I love that you said Heartstopper because coulda, woulda, I've seen so many things on social media, Instagram especially, about how like Elle and that show particularly are just like life-saving for kids to see a representation of just some kind of normality. And I love that. I've... I love that you said that because I feel like that's so, that is absolutely a resource and a thing that today's kids, even only in one show, and hopefully that sets the stage for others, but like, that's absolutely worth mentioning. So I'm glad you brought that up. Well, and the other thing, so in our last episode, we joked about the L word, but like, for me, that was a very monumental sort of time in my life and I was watching this show and I was also experiencing these feelings that the characters had but they were adults and this was like adult television this was like showtime mm-hmm. like you this is not cable this isn't like tv ma it was like kind of r you know like because it because it or was gay like, because it was gay, it was NC seventeen. Yeah. Honestly, oh, we would buy the DVDs. Me and my little posse would buy the DVDs used on eBay, and then like watch them together when somebody's mom wasn't home. Oh my like, god, it was so. But to sick. me, that just like underscores the Heartstoppers thing because that seems way more accessible, and it's not like. It's safe to watch. It's safe to watch. It's not like uncomfortable. I don't yeah. think any. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like it would just be fairly average for any person to be watching it. Some of those scenes in the L word like are hard to watch. <laughs> well, I'm like we, you and I had just started dating, and it was the last season, and you were just watching it like every single week. And like your mom was in the room sometimes, and like <laughs> not that I don't, I don't know. Think very often. I don't know. Other people were in the room for me. 
it was just I can think of quite a few scenes from that show that I would not want anyone else in the room at all, let alone my mother. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, so Heartstopper Heartstopper doesn't have any of those. So we're kind of hosting this as an open dialogue situation. So Right. And I had a lot of ideas. Do you have anything that you want to talk about first? I mean, I don't... Do you have any ideas? I... Do it. Kick it off. All right. So, I mean, of course, there are things that I wish that my parents would have reacted differently and that we could have had a a better experience. But I think at that time, there weren't as many resources and there weren't as many things, again, like the show, like Heartstopper, like there weren't anything that like normalized anything about having your kid come out. Right. And so for me, I came out trans. I, I transitioned later in my life and something that I have been thinking about that's sticking hard with me is that I wish, um, I would have had like trans elders, like people in my life that I saw that had gone through this, that were like at a later stage in their life Old and wise. Yeah, and and who had just, like, navigated. Like, there's so many firsts, you know, that you nav- that I have navigated that I wish that I would have seen somebody somebody else that I could be like, hey, what's an easier way to do this? How do I, how do I get this resource? How do I try to get it covered? You know, just, just to see somebody and talk with somebody that has gone through it firsthand. And if you think about it, there's not really that much of an older generation. Like there are some, but it's just now in our, in this time. Right. Anyway, my, my experience is just that I, I have some friends now that are older and trans and I just like love being around them. It, it's just a really fun vibey feeling, but like there aren't that many And I hope that the next generation that's younger than me is going to have like a huge or at least a bigger community community of that and people who that they can go to who have gone through some of these things and can be there as resources. And I think help, you know, to tie it all back in with what I said at the beginning, like that really could help families um and parents of trans of trans children so yeah and of course there are support groups and things i know i know there are organizations even here that do support groups for that but i just think the more people that have experience with it and know about it and it just doesn't need to be so weird <laughs> or like just have like the vocabulary to talk about yeah, like my Trans mom the other day or... said, we saw my mom the other day and she said, oh, so-and-so's, so-and-so's husband transed, right? And, transed? Yeah, and then I, I was like, and my dad was sitting next to her and he was like, is that an okay word to say? And I was like, I don't Honestly, know. I don't, yeah, like we were all just kind of like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> Trans. Well, she yeah, was she's trying, trying to, say, to say transition. No, but that's what that's our reaction was. We were like, what do you mean by that? Like, it's You're like yeah. train. <laughs> yeah, train. She was trying to say transition, but she, and okay. she was trying to like say it. She in just the didn't right have way, the right but words, just, but she had. It was and close. I, I, it she wasn't. It wasn't meant. offensive to me. I don't know if it would be offensive to somebody. Everybody else. Sh- it's a short. To her, it's a shortened word, and so then she just made it. Yeah. Past tense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She yeah. knows her son is trans. Right. So. Before he. At some point, you trans. At some point, I trans. This is a grammar class. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Some point you Some trans. Some point you got wet. Yeah. <laughs> and you trans. And I just burned. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sounds so like I mean, I just situation. I think that would have been really good for my parents to have Yeah. to have resources, to have other people that they could go to and to have good examples of people because I feel like all the examples 
or not all of them, but many of the examples of trans people are not good. Like, and they're kind of silly, you know, or it's like, here's this murder victim in law and order SVU. Yes. Or here's yes. the main character in this drama where they get murdered because they're trans or yeah. like, here's a prostitute who gets murdered because she's trans or whatever. Like, yeah, that's it. There aren't good representations of, of trans people who are in the older generation who are living just happy, fine. successful lives and just, going about their business and just doing just dandy. Yep. And I think that when there is that or when there's more of that, I think it is going to be life-saving for a lot of people. Well, if it's successful, would you even know? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. They might just blend right in and that's a great thing for them, but then we lose the visibility to younger generations. Yeah. But at that point, does it just become, like, so common that everybody knows a trans person and, like, it's not really a... You don't have to be, like... Yeah, and I think, isn't that ultimately... I mean, I guess everybody has their idea. I think when you don't need a backstory... You just are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And And then there's none of the explaining ever, really. It's just you are... And then maybe, like, one of your favorite movies ever, you just find out somehow that your favorite character was trans. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Cool. You know, like... It's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. Yeah. Having more visibly queer people in my life growing up probably would have been, like, huge just to have, like, a vocabulary. I I love that we were on the same page with that. Yeah. Um, and I can really only remember one person who was very visibly, like, stereotypically gay in my life, and that was a teacher in elementary school, and it was so weird that, like, nobody really, I don't know, we're all in elementary school, so nobody is, like, profound enough to just say, like, our teacher is gay and leave it alone. How did you know? Because he was like Jack McFarland in Will and Grace. No, that's a bad reference for me. But go on. Okay. Well, he was just very stereotypical. Yeah. Like a list. Yes. I got the visual immediately. Um, Got it. I think that this this is my next point is that my brother, there was one night I remember my brother asked my parents what the word gay meant and they were all at the kitchen table and I had like already finished my dinner and I was in the other room and you're older this is your little yes he is like four years younger than I am so how old are you at this time Uh, do you think maybe like 11 or 12 okay and I remember so I was in the other room and I could hear them talking my parents are like stumbling over like uh, well, uh, you know, when two boys love each other or whatever they said, like, it felt like it took an hour and a half to get through whatever they (laughs) said. Some semblance of an explanation. And I just remember feeling really, like, uncomfortable and almost embarrassed, like, while I'm listening. Do you think they were talking about you? No, they were just talking about what the word gay meant. But you were embarrassed. I don't know what this Probably means. Probably because shame was immediately as- associated. I, was, I felt extremely like like my skin was on fire, mm. uncomfortable. I remember this like very vividly. So maybe you had a hunch. I don't know. I. Yee-haw. And so they've like finished saying whatever they're going to say to my brother. And then they're like, Alex, we know you're listening. Like, did you hear all that? Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Is this make sure you knew the definition of gay. Uh, Passive aggressive. But they like, I was in the other room, like nobody looked me in the eye, like there was no. Ooh, but they, it was, they had a feeling you were they wanted. They wanted to be like, we've had the talk with both of our children. Oh. The I don't talk. know. Wow. And it's so like shameful to not be able to even like. Yeah. 
to like have an eye to eye conversation about it. It's just like you heard it through the wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like when you hear your parents arguing about right, it's picking that you up same from like or whatever. You're like house. overhearing it and you, like your ears are on fire, you know, like mm-hmm. that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that was like the only time that that the concept of queerness or like gay people was ever talked about in my house. So if I could go back in time and give my parents any advice, I would tell them like maybe choose a different way to go about discussing this. Like let's have a face to face discussion. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your mom pulls you aside one day, you know, and then like maybe your dad a different day. I was like, mm. we know you like playing baseball. So you think you'll get married one day to a dude? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if that's the right way to bring it up either. Well, what do you do? Okay, this is the point of the episode. What do you do? How do you approach that conversation? That's the only way it would have been presented to me is like. Right. Are you, do you that's the only way like they would have known how. And go through the temple. Right. That's, that's their reference point. Right. Anyways, so when we say how would I wish my parents would have reacted like we have the benefit of time. Yeah, but the thing is, dude, we're not like this show isn't targeting Mormon parents. And the the matter of the fact is both of our parents are not wouldn't have won't listen to any of the advice we have to give. And it's done. They they had their chance. (laughs) Right. They chose to do it the way they did. Yeah. I hope that people can listen to this and be like, wow, I'm doing it way better than the last set, like the last generation of parents, you know, like the boomers or whatever. And I ha- I see many parents in my life, even of like Mormon parents who are a lot more chill about yeah these kinds of things with their kids. I well, hasn't the church sort of like backtracked mm. a little? No, not really. Not really. Like but with soft language, they have, but right, the rules are clear. But a little, me, I don't. It- They've sort of. Put their they've, hands up. They've backed off on. They've made on some the really artificial statements about things. how Jesus loves everyone, basically. Okay, well that's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So the next point that I made is that if I could go back in time and give myself a piece of advice, or just like say five words to myself or whatever, I wish that I could ask my 14-year-old self to think about why I was so, like, interested in queer media and, like, watching all these movies and reading books about queer people or... Because I didn't really get... I was, like, into girls until I was a little bit older. So just that you would have been a little more introspective with yourself earlier on? Yeah, I wouldn't have been so, like, harsh with myself. Yeah. For a couple of years. Like, it would have saved me a lot of angst. Yeah. And if it wouldn't have been, like, something you had to, like, hide, then yeah. you probably wouldn't have right. waited however many more years. Yeah. Out. Yeah. If somebody could just, like, smack me up the side of the head when I was a youth and just be like, just you, can, you can, like, want to kiss a girl. Like, it's okay. You don't feel like you can't do that. Yeah. That would have been a lot, like, very helpful. Like, you're not a fucking freak for wanting to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, when I kissed a girl for the first time, my first thought was that I was going to hell. Really? Yeah. Mm. Damn, that's fucked up. I was like, well, did it. Here we are. Straight to hell. Wow, uh, look at your life now. Now what? <laughs> I'll cheers to that, dude. <laughs> I'll cheers. Yeah. There was no fire and brimstone. Just for any of you Not first yet. timers out there. <laughs> Not don't that we worry. Know I didn't get transported straight to the depths of hell in that moment. And my life didn't get any shittier. It actually just felt a lot better to match my insides and outsides. But... 
I did have that thought. That was the first thought. I was like, like oh, shit. It. Yeah, it's like the no turning back now kind of thing. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. Even yeah. though you knew it was coming, you'd been building up, I'm sure. No, I was like, I'm, if I cross this line and I'm wrong, going to hell. Going straight. Down. Is this worth my et- eternal soul? Apparently it was. Hey, we got married. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it's, it's good for maybe younger people to hear that. It's true, though. I mean... That was that was ingrained. It wasn't like I made that up. It was from external shit. It's like you know? just kind of the culture. It's like a bit. thing that I had been building up to, and then it happens, and then I felt like well, I did. Yeah, I really made a choice. Yeah, you know, oh, like I, I was at a crossroads. Yeah, I sold my soul to the devil to play guitar. I can I go back into the divergence go for it yeah i remember like telling myself or maybe telling other people that i did make a choice like i could get married to a dude and like be miserable the rest of my life but i chose to like be honest with myself and in that way like being a openly queer person is a choice well, yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. Like, I don't feel that way anymore. Society but I remember, forces you to make a choice. Though. I remember, like, saying that yeah. and feeling okay about it. It's not a choice because it's a natural, real choice. It's like an artificial choice. Well, but you could choose to remain closeted or choose to not act on your, you know, become celibate or whatever. Like, Well, I just mean, like... From society's perspective at the time. Okay. If you lived in a society where there wasn't that pressure, then my first thought would not have been, I'm going to hell. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's all. It wouldn't be weird. It would just. It would just be like, this is happening. I'm having a kiss with another person. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. Right. I'm attracted to someone and I'm going to act on it. It doesn't have to be this whole. Yeah, this whole torture yeah, thing of like social crisis right. in that moment. It's just reminded me, like doing these thought exercises, how hard it was to be a teenager, and like your brain just isn't developed, and you don't get it. Like you don't understand that it's not the end of the world every day. I just want to give props to the teenagers out there. Props. It's hard being. Teen- yeah, I don't want to hang out with you, but you've got a hard life, and you know what. Your feelings it, are it valid. might get better. I don't know. Let's not Hopefully. invalidate feelings because all <laughs> this those is feelings, queer joy. <laughs> hey, those feelings in my teens were joyful. They were conflicting, but they were joyful to me. Like I don't look back and feel tortured by everything. Like yeah, yeah. There was a lot. I of found joy. a place. It was hard yeah. sometimes to exist in that place, but like I found it. So I thought about. Specifically, the parent question. So, if I was to go back and give my parents or any parents now who are faced with their child coming out to them, oh, faced, <laughs> they might not be expecting it. Yeah, you know, sure. it's a yeah. it's something that they need to deal with. I would say, just listen. Like, don't let your own emotions take over because it's not about you. As much as you're probably questioning every parenting decision you've ever made or how you feel about that community, those people, what you think that community is, whatever notions you have in your mind, it's not about you. And to just shut your fucking mouth and listen to what they have to say Tell them you love them, give them a hug, and then just wait to have anything to say. Like, process it. You yourself have to process it. And whatever you say in that moment is probably not going to be something that you're proud of or that you're going to be happy with later. Uh, Unless it's like, I I love you. I love you no matter what. So just say those things. You're not going to regret saying that. Yes, give them a hug. Tell them you love them no matter what, and then do some research, like meet with other parents, read some books, find some 
queer adults and talk to them before you have any like further conversations. I think that is, you know, if you're not educated on something, don't go spouting shit to someone who's that vulnerable. I was also thinking about um, advice I would give myself. And I think, I think as I've gotten older, I've realized how diverse the queer community is. And that's something I maybe didn't realize right when I came out. And I think that is a really powerful thing that could help the younger generation that just because you see the Jack McFarland on TV or you see the stereotypical softball lesbian or whatever like that doesn't mean that doesn't have to be you <laughs> yes that doesn't have to be you we love agree. we love our love jacks you. and we love our softball <laughs> gals but that doesn't mean that that has to be you and right it doesn't mean every that's a really a good point lesbian. that's a good point yeah i just like i've i've always been femme and i didn't like necessarily know how that would change once I came out, but it's like I get to pick and choose the pieces that are just me and it doesn't have to be like anything other than that. Yeah, that's a really good point. It is hard. I like that. I wish I would have like also just queer, you know, queer is queer and it doesn't mean that you have to fit any type of box. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you're not like noticeably queer the second you walk into a room, like you get to hold that space however you want to hold it and you get to present yourself however you want to so whether that's being super like overtly whatever or being a little more reserved or being somewhere in the middle like that's your call but it doesn't change your queerness and it doesn't take anything away from your identity yeah yeah it's not invalidating if you're not visible. Right. Well, and that just kind of goes to stereotypes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of evolution is to sort of like break down smaller bits and pieces of who we are instead of just generalizing people based on stupid things like the color of their skin or like mm -hmm. whatever. Right. The gay teacher that I had, he drove a purple Toyota Tacoma. Oh. The little one, the purple one. Oh. Sitting before us in a purple t-shirt. I know. Well, and then like I remember kids talking about, I know he's gay because he drives a purple truck. Oh. And you're like, fuck yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on, like oh. boys wearing blue oh. and girls yeah, wear yeah. pink. It yeah. was a lot of that. Come on. But then yeah. I ran into that teacher at Pride. Oh, well, so you're like, okay, well. Like, hello, Mr. So-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> My dad had a forest green one. And he's gay. I don't know. Does that mean anything? Does I guess it doesn't It have means to. he was alive in the 90s. Yeah. It means yeah. he bought a truck in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Actually, his wedding colors, when he married the lady he married after my mom, uh, was forest green and purple. 90s. 90s. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. 90s. I wish that I would have... Maybe not even I wish that. Scratch that. I think it's important for people coming out to understand that just because you are like coming out with this confidence or maybe you don't have confidence, but you're going through this experience that you feel like you need to, you've made the decision to come out that the relationships aren't necessarily going to stay the same and that's okay. I feel like that's something that was, I don't know. That was something that I've, t I've thought about a lot that there's kind of these like moments where you're like, I'm just not going to come out to this person because I don't want this relationship to change. But okay, yeah. you're not being your authentic self. And it's okay f for those relationships that aren't meaningful or those people who aren't going to be supportive of you or whatever issues they have. It's okay for those people to kind of melt away and the people who are going to be there for you to step up. And it's kind of a sacrifice that you have to make. But 
I don't think that's something you necessarily think about before and you kind of just expect everything to either be absolutely destroyed like everything's going to be annihilated or everything to stay exactly the same and it's reality is it's right in between some things will go away and some things will stay but that's actually a good thing even though it's hard like that's actually the central part of queer joy like where you will bloom after that is those people who stay there and support you and the toxic people that leave you the fuck alone Right. Or maybe they're not toxic and we can just, like, give them space to, like, process their own shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or sure. they're just not super supportive and so they're just not in your immediate... And you just sort of outgrow them a little, but yeah. just because you got a head start doesn't mean they can't, like, catch back up and you... Yeah. Like, if they're not ready to hear it, great. If they're rude to you, that's one thing. But, like, yeah. if they're just not ready to blow up part of their world for being like guilty by association sort of thing or whatever Mm -hmm. like okay yeah i just know there's people i was super close with before i came out that i never thought in a million years i would ever not be close with them yeah and then it's like they've literally been mia for the past 10 years of my life which I never, and so I've accepted that they're just like never going to be a part of my life anymore, which is actually a good thing. Right. Like probably that's, overall. Yes. That's like, that's okay, you know, yeah. but you have to like accept that there's going to be some changes. Cause you got to think like just as hard as it was for you to come to grips with your own reality. Now they have to come to grips with their secondhand reality of having like a friend that goes against whatever belief systems they have and it's probably way easier to just like get rid of that friend than to instead of thinking critically and being like yeah well, my friend lisa yeah to just disassociate and yeah be like well i don't want to yeah. go down with that ship or whatever right like you like that's also a defense mechanism and i think it's important to just maybe not take it personally is what i'm trying to say and sure. it feels very yeah. personal, of course, you know, like, of course it does. But yeah. in the same way that we're asking for, like, flexibility, like, let's give flexibility to others. Yeah. And it also creates space in your life for your chosen family that will eventually yeah. fill in some of those gaps. Exactly. And life is ebb and flow of people anyway. So I feel like this is just like kind of a extreme yeah time but that's why it's important to also be who you are so you can just go with the tide a little you know and it's not so disrupting to your core of who you think you are well and if you're ready to like be whoever you are and be comfortable with that then when somebody else that's close to you like says oh i'm bi or i'm gay or my kid is trans or whatever like it's not you're ready to support them also and just like it's not so shocking and yeah yeah all right well i don't know if i followed were there rules Oh, there's not rules. <laughs> this isn't a, we, we really made this as like an open dialogue yeah. discussion. So. I don't think I have any very specific you, advice other than if you're hiding who you are and you're in the closet, make sure you have a nice lock. Like the same way you would lock up a good bike, like get a nice, whatever that means. Right. It's, it's yeah. not a purely physical like lock, but like however you're hiding yourself, if you're not ready, clamp it down. If you talk in your sleep, lock the door. <laughs> if you live with your grandma and she goes through your backpack, lock just up uh, your. You wouldn't suspect the diary. grandma. Uh, it's the grandma every time. Grandma. Grandma. She knows. <laughs> yeah, or maybe grandma just like knows. don't burn the evidence. Yeah, don't have a diary where you. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't have a diary. Yeah, don't be dumb. I'm like, sorry. don't keep notes from your girlfriend in your backpack in the front pocket. Okay, because you're gonna like want the, to keep all the like notes. The first pocket. You're not gonna need the notes ever again. You won't. Just throw them away. 
That is my You'll second read piece them of advice. Later on life, and I still be like, have. Oh, I still have. Horribly oh, cringy. cringy. So yeah. bad. Just let it live fondly in your memory. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, throw it away. Yeah. That's the rule. Amen. Oh, I would like to cheers to yeah. that. At the end of the day, throw it away. I mean, for the most part, you know, not everything. Always. Always. <laughs> if it's special, just eat it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm a part of you. <laughs> I have some fucking notes. Oh, that'd be some shit. Maybe we could do a Patreon exclusive where we le- read our girlfriend's notes. Absolutely oh, not. Honey, do you have some? Oh, yes. I'm going to eat them tonight. Okay, good. <laughs> Fry them up in some butter. <laughs> There's not going to be any butter involved with paper what's with the butter i don't know it makes everything taste good yeah. like so it's soggy I, it yeah. tastes like butter i don't know butter tastes good to imagine me imagine frying up little pieces of paper yeah, and some crispy. butter i think i have like one of those ice cream gallon buckets full of notes that i left at my mom's house I know. Forever ago. I have shoe boxes those are my yeah and i have no idea what happened to them shoe boxes Kyle, you're gonna cry. I just feel so cringy about the high yes, school notes. Yes, all they of the notes are so bad. bad. They're bad. It doesn't matter how serious and cute you think they are. Just throw them away. I have a piece of advice. I saw you after first period. Imagine those notes lived in infamy for the rest of time on the internet, because that is what's happening to kids. Right. I know. Gross. That sucks. It's like in your personal file forever. Forever. And ever. And ever. Yeah. And ever. Dude. So bad. All right. So, so here's bad. another piece of advice I have for you get a pager. <laughs> don't have a social <laughs> media. Don't have a social um, media. I don't even know where you can buy those, but okay. <laughs> Pretend like you're in 1996 because you're doing it anyway. I saw you at Kilby Court. I saw your Just jinkos. get a pager <laughs> and go 100%. And then you're just texting like, remember we said... C-U-L-A-R-T. L-8. Yeah, it was eight. late er. Kai obviously never had a pager. <laughs> Kai is so much younger than us. <laughs> Did you ever do the where it was like hell? Because it was like four upside down and then three and yes. then two sevens. Or boobs on the calculator. Yes. Oh, where you could spell wow. naughty words. Boobs. That's, like, boobs. that's like <laughs> boobs. And then it's you're like, like, hey, it's the look at that. <laughs> it says boobs. <laughs> You're it's like, also like the secret like keyword to meet up later. <laughs> oh my god. That's so silly. We had pager codes that like didn't look like words. They were just one eight seven. You had to know what that meant. Like one eight on an undercover cop. Mm-hmm. Uh no. <laughs> Get a pager. I kinda wish I still had you know it'd be funny if I found it. I'm like oh. I think I still have mine somewhere. Do you? Remember, I, I found to. that laminated paper of all the police codes. Yes, you, all the walkie-talkie codes. Yeah, yeah. We you should really use think those. we have it. I kind of do. Here's queer joy. <laughs> Queer joy. Okay, well, here we are. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa with our Queer Joy, our first Queer Joy of the night. What do you say? My Queer Joy is I had someone come out to me recently, and I'm going to keep them anonymous, obviously, but it was very joyful that someone confided in us this very thing we're talking about right now and I feel like it was a very 
positive experience and yeah I felt a lot of emotions but I am feeling very joyful and hopeful for their future and that's all I have to say did you feel caught off guard absolutely and I and I cried multiple times for a lot of different reasons yeah like it was it was a very like emotion filled experience but it was now that I've had time to process it and think about it like I feel really grateful that they felt safe coming to us and that even though they're a younger person who's going to have some trials and hardships like we've all had they have a really bright future ahead of them and I feel like they I'm really excited for them. Do you feel like they had like a little bit of a head start on you at their time in life? Absolutely. Like, do you feel like they recognized who they were sooner than you did? Like, or came yes. to terms with it sooner than you did? Yeah. Yeah. That's hopeful. Yes. That's evolution. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you, did you kind of like think of what you wanted to talk about today with like through this lens kind of yeah because it's yeah. very fresh and I had the opportunity to talk to them not like face to face they came out through a message other, other means right? yeah and I was grateful for that because I had some time to put my thoughts together and say exactly what I want to say which I'm proud of the way I responded and I feel like I could put a lot of thought into it and I feel like that was a gift that they gave me because I could really like craft exactly what I wanted to say and I did think about it from the lens of like okay what did I need to hear in that moment and like how do I not make it about me in any way and just like let it be about them in this moment and I feel like that that's an experience I'm always going to remember. That's really cool. And I've never thought about being like on the other end of coming out and how you have to respond to that. Like yeah. in a way where, yeah, like it's not about you and it's not about like how you feel about it. And it's this person and the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And and how you react in that moment is going to like set the tone for like other people they come out to and how they feel about right. themselves. Like it's it's like a heavy thing. And if you just like, but you've been chosen for a reason. Right. Because you're capable or they think you're capable. Well, I felt honored of receiving that information. I don't know if I felt very happy in that moment that me and Kai are visible as an openly queer couple. Because I think that gave them some courage to have this conversation with us. But it's interesting. Yeah, I never thought that we would necessarily have this experience where we're not having children. It's like, who else is going right. to come out to us? Right. Like, you know, like, it's just not something you really think about. Besides maybe friends or people who you... It's just, it's not the same as like a young person coming out to you as like the first person they come out to. Right. Well, if you, do you have like anything that you would want to say to this person specifically without like outing them in any way? Just like a, I don't know. I think that they have an extremely bright future ahead of them. And I have no doubt that they're going to go on to be an extremely successful and happy well-adjusted queer adults and that's all any of us can hope for and I like genuinely see that in this person that's all can I riff on will well-adjusted queer adult yeah for my queer joy I feel like a well-adjusted queer adult and yesterday so I think we've mentioned on our podcast that we like landscaped our front yard which was a big decision because it's like not cheap and it's something we could probably do on our own but it would just take a really long time but we decided to do it and spending time in a space that I chose to like invest in and like make my day-to-day life better I feel 
like a well-adjusted queer adult, like my neighbors when I'm in the front yard come down and talk to me and they have to like talk to me. Because you're you there know? in the front yard. Because I'm there in the front yard and I've got the like pride flag flying in the window and I'm like, you know, and, and you have I a feel, nice front yard. I just feel comfortable and I just feel like I'm finally just sort of like creating my way and living how I want to live and be who I want to be and I'm sure not all my neighbors love my flag and I'm sure not you know whatever but I'm I it feels good to just drop it drop all of the extra stuff and just like live in my space and be in my space and that's what I'm trying to do and I I feel like that thing is bougie as it may sound like has changed how I feel about my space and how I interact in my space and it's my home you know and I used to hate the front yard I don't think that sounds bougie because like you you now are like going out there and and like and sitting out there and enjoying it and like using it and it's like it's an extension of your space now Rather than just, like, a yard that you have to maintain. It's now, like, an extension of your usable space that you're going out and enjoying. And, like, that's extending your quality of life. Yes, to your needs. I've customized my space to my needs, which is what we all need to do as queer people. Mm -hmm. Is we have to customize our space. And and it sometimes is very hard to do that. Well, then... People have to like walk down the street and look at us in the eyes while we're drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah. outside <laughs> on our porch, being all queer, being all queer with the flag behind us, and they have to like, yeah, see acknowledge us. you, yeah. yeah, and be like, oh, they have a nicer yard than we do. Oh, that's that's fucking cool. So now it's bougie. Yeah, <laughs> queer. But stepping uh, it up. It reminds me when we moved into our first place, and like it was just totally ours and we could do whatever we wanted with it and yeah. like we could be completely comfortable yeah i yeah. remember i thing? literally remember just like daydreaming about that every second of my life from like the time that i was 14 until the time i moved out of my parents house is like i would get that graph paper and like draw out like how my apartment was going to look and how I was going to have things decorated. Like I just wanted to run my own life and like kind of to piggyback on what you were saying. Like sometimes you have to look around and be like, and for us all now, like I feel like all of us here are like fairly well adjusted queer adults. We're the elders. We're living our lives. We're for the most part, like doing pretty well. We're surviving. We're making our spaces how we want them to be and, like, making them our little queer units. And, like, you know, I wish I could have told myself back then when I was coming out and going through all the things, like, you're going to have your time and it's going to be okay. There is space for you and you're going to have your time. It's just not right now. So just hang in there, you know? I, I have a couple little snippets of Queer Joy. And um, the first one is the little rainbow market that me and Lisa went to on Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. It was fun because I just like happened to have the day off and we didn't have any plans, which is never how our life is. And so it was just felt very leisurely. And we were like, oh, this is happening today. Let's go check it out. And it was great. We walked in, and the second we walked in, our friends were, like, running the door, and they just, like, immediately came over and responded us, and we're like, the beer station's over there. But, um... just knew what we were looking for already on a Saturday afternoon. (laughs) And, yeah, but I don't know. It was really... It made me really happy to see, like... And it was small, but it was fairly well attended and it was backed well. There was musicians, like good musicians that were playing out there. And it was similar to that event we went to last year, but it was just like bigger than that. Oh, really? That 
yeah, that event that we went to with Talia Keys, but it was like they had turned all the or like a section of the monarch hallways into like queer vendors and done like a little market. That's cool. Thing. Rainbow market. Yeah, and it makes me really happy to see Ogden doing shit. I love it. So that and then um I had this lovely woman and her family come in to Lavender Vinyl a few weeks ago and they were drawn in by the trans flag that we have hanging in the window. And they came in and were just like so excited about our shop and it turns out her son is trans and all their family's super supportive and they wanted to support the plant sale and they like took pots and then brought additional plants and came in and just like I've never met them. I've never seen them before until this. And it's like they see what we're doing and they want to support it. And we're drawn in because of the queerness. And there's <laughs> and, a place for you. And there's a place for them. And they were drawn in. And now they're like a part of our little community, you know. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what all this is about. That's what this podcast is about. It's what the zine is about. It's what all of my little projects that I want to be a part of are about is like I want people to have a little space so so now mention one more thing yeah yeah look at us look at us all having extra things to say today so the rainbow letters for the weber queering the archived yes so the rainbow letters is a collection of remarks from attendees of the northern utah pride events online survey responses and the ogden rainbow letters exhibit uh, the main questions asks, uh, what would you like people in the future to know about being a member of the LGBTQ plus community in Northern Utah? That's the main question. Oh, and then other questions, which we probably should have just asked on the podcast, but that's okay. Uh, how do you express your identity? Have you ever felt different and why? As a member or ally of the LGBTQ plus community in Northern Utah, what would you tell your younger self? So oh, wow. I feel like we're just like Pretty right on yeah. all episode. with them today. Yeah. What does community mean to you? Which I feel like you just answered. And what does it mean to belong? So I feel like we like were just like right on. Should we just with give them. them a copy of this podcast? <laughs> Our transcript. So it says the responses to the questions are collected on index cards and displayed on the second floor of Ogden Union Station. We hope the exhibit and powerful responses can share insight on the thoughts of the community located in Davis, Morgan, and Weber counties and inspire future generations. To add your responses, visit the exhibit at Ogden Union Station or click on the Add Your Rainbow Letter on the website linked in the bio of the Weber Queering the Archive Instagram account. What's your queer joy, Alex? Uh, my queer joy is just adding a little something to all of your queer joys today. <laughs> You're like the salt, salt and pepper. On the I'm top. the salt and pepper of all y'all's oh, entrees. Yeah. Wait, salt and pepper or salt and pepper? Mm. Oh, salt and pepper. Oh, okay. Yeah. You looked right at me and then just yeah. said salt and pepper. I knew I couldn't live up to it. <laughs> you didn't you couldn't say pepper. Yeah. <laughs> say it. No. Come on. I don't wanna. Salt and pepper. Nah. Like Peppa the pig. No. <laughs> no. Peppa the pig. Peepa. Oh. <laughs> Close, salt and peepa. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Want a little salt and peepa on that? No. Oh my god. Oh. I feel uncomfortable now. Okay. <laughs> peepa? What makes that uncomfortable? I don't know. You started it though, and all of a sudden I'm getting shade for it. Just because I repeated what you said. Well, do you have something to say, Kai? No. I do not. I hope not. I have all nothing right. to say. Hey, I'm just, you guys. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. It's <laughs> our weird way. <laughs> It's our one-year anniversary of recording this podcast. It's exactly okay. to the day, apparently. I think that calls for a cheers. Cheers, cheers. Oh, my God. Thanks for being a part of it with One us, year. One whole year with us. One more year. You've been listening to a lot of you know, that song's been stuck in my head. Thanks. Alex has been listening to a lot of Tame Impala. I love them. Like yeah. 
All right, this All right. has been Toast the Lounger Podcast. Everyone that? do an accent. I don't want to do that. You do an accent. accent. I don't like accents. It could be a cartoon <laughs> voice. For this sure. has been Toast the Lounger Podcast. And teenager brains, like, I wish that you could explain to a teenager how stupid they were. But you can't. But you can't. Like, I just remember when I would talk to adults as a teen and being like, they don't get it. I... I, I am an adult. Thank God. They just don't understand. They don't understand. Which is so absurd. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is absurd. There's no I other know. word for teenage. I know. And I know that like ninety nine percent of the teenagers out there feel the same way. Like and they're listening nobody to you right it. now and they're like I know. Fuck you. I know. You and know. fuck you too. You're older. <laughs> fuck you. You're yeah. so fuck you right back. Uh <laughs> uh Fuck you right back.